Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 and meet me at verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And let's read this together. It'll be on the screen, but let's read it together. Ready? Read. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, over the last several months, we've been talking about having faith in God and what it means to have faith in God. And we have learned that having faith in God means that we are fully persuaded that we are confident, that we are completely dependent and relying upon God and his word. Whatever God says in his word, we believe it and we act as if it's so. We act like it's true. And there are greater levels of faith. You can increase in your obedience. You can increase in your confidence and in your trust in God. And you can go to higher levels in faith. And as you increase in faith, you'll begin to see God move and in ways you have never seen him move before. You'll begin to see him act in ways you have never seen him act before because he has made available to us all of his grace And how do we access this undeserved kindness and favor from God? We access his grace by faith. And so faith is what grabs a hold of the grace in the unseen realm and brings his goodness, his favor, and his kindness in the seen realm. We have everything made available to us, but we can only grab a hold of it by faith. Somebody say, by faith. Now, we've come to a point in this teaching of faith, and I'm going, I want you to read real quick Jude chapter 1 and verse 20 through 21. It'll be on the screen. Jude chapter 1, verses 20 through 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Say that. Say most holy faith. Most holy faith. Say it one more time. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 21 says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. And so we find Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter six that there are all types of prayers. It says praying all prayers. We understand that there are a variety of prayers. We have the prayer of agreement. We have intercessory prayer. We have the prayer of consecration. There are a variety of prayers, but there are two types of prayers that I want to talk about today. And I want you to understand that prayer is a weaponry and all of the variety and all of the types of prayers are part of your arsenal. You can use prayer against the enemy. Matter of fact, you're supposed to use prayer against the enemy. The enemy has a plan for your life. But prayer involves common union with God or communion with God, fellowship with God, agreement with God, and partnership with God. When we are praying, we are literally getting God's heart into our heart. And when his heart becomes our heart, then we are in agreement with him and we're declaring that authority in the earth. 
And that's what prayer is all about. And you have the ability to pray in every way and to pray all types of prayers. And we're going to talk about that today. Jude tells us that we are to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And he says, praying in the Holy Ghost. So there are two types of prayers. There is praying with your understanding, where you know what you're saying. And most of the time, that's what we do, but it's very limited in praying in our understanding. And then there's the type that we are praying in the Holy Ghost, or we are praying in the Spirit, or we are praying in tongues. Praying in the Holy Ghost is synonymous with praying in the Spirit or praying with the Spirit, and it's also synonymous with praying in or with tongues. So when we are praying in our understanding and praying in tongues, we're understanding these are the, the types of prayers that are at our disposal that we have access to. And Jude says that when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, we are building ourselves up. We are edifying ourselves. We are uplifting ourselves. We are strengthening ourselves. We are encouraging ourselves when we are praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, in September, just to give you something to look forward to, I'm going to be talking more about this, especially on our Wednesday nights and our midweek booths, and maybe even in, on our Sunday mornings, we're going to talk more about praying in the Holy Spirit. Today, I just want to whet your appetite because Jude tells us through the Word of God that when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, we are actually building ourselves as well as entering what he calls our most holy faith. So there's another level to our faith and praying in the Holy Spirit will build us up to get to a level of faith that he calls most holy, our most holy faith. You can't get there by just praying in your known native language. You're only going to get into your most holy faith when you begin to pray in the Spirit. Now, I want you to hear me, and I want you to realize that you are probably losing a lot of battles because you are not praying in the Spirit. It's You're probably being defeated in a lot of areas of your life because you are not building yourself up, edifying yourself, strengthening yourself in the spirit. And so praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost is very powerful for you to become more than a conqueror through him in Christ Jesus. When you know how to pray in the spirit, listen to me now, you are accessing a supernatural level that you cannot do in your own understanding. You are praying in the spirit. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and uh, meet me at verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. The apostle Paul wrote the book to the Corinthians or the epistle to the Corinthians. And let's pick up here in verse 1. He says, pursue love. 
These are not suggestions. These are commandments. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, let's pause there for a second. We're to go after love with one another. We are to really earnestly desire spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift can consist of the gifts of the Spirit, which are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Take time to read that this week. We have the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge and, and the gift of healings and the gift of miracles and the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues and the gift of prophecy, so on and so forth. You can operate in these spiritual gifts. And God tells us to desire spiritual gifts. We ought to yearn for giftings from God and to operate in spiritual gifts. And so he says there, and look at verse 2, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now let's pause here for a second. That word tongue is the word language. Don't get freaked out about tongues. Matter of fact, the Bible talks more about tongues than it does heaven and hell. The, 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 there's an entire chapter just dedicated to tongues. And we get freaked out about tongues. I, full disclosure, I personally believe that my belief in praying in the spirit and praying in tongues is probably the weirdest thing that I believe. I'll admit that. It's probably pretty. I believe Mary was a virgin and had Jesus. That's not so weird to me. But praying in tongues does come across as very weird, very strange, very awkward, but it's very biblical. And we're going to talk about a little bit about it today. And the word tongues is the word language. And so we find here the, the word of the Lord say, he who speaks in a language or in a tongue, it's a language or tongue that's unknown to you, does not speak to men, but to God. So if we're going to build up ourselves in our most holy faith, we're going to have to understand that we are not talking to each other when we're speaking in tongues. We are talking to God. God is the one that knows what we are saying, and God is the one that is pleased that we are communicating in a language that he has set for us. It says here, for no one understands him. Watch this. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, that word mysteries means divine secrets. You nor the devil knows what you are saying when you are praying in the spirit or speaking in tongues. Notice, you don't know what you're saying and neither does the devil. Now, when you are praying in English, you know what you're saying. Those of you that speak English as your native language, uh, the devil knows what you're saying. And if the enemy knows what you're saying, he can try to cause some chaos in your prayers. But when you switch over to praying in the spirit, and you pray in an unknown language, you are praying divine secrets. And scripture tells us you can be sure that you are speaking to God when you pray in the spirit. God has given you a divine means by which you could speak to him supernaturally. Let me say it again. 
God has given you a divine means by which you can speak to him supernaturally. Now let's go to verse or chapter, sorry, chapter 14, verse three. He says, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation and comfort to men. Notice when you are prophesying, this is what prophecy should do. If you ever receive a prophecy from someone and there are a lot of false prophets in the land. okay. if you ever receive a prophecy, it should edify you. It should exhort you and it should bring comfort to you. If it scares you, frightens you, causes you to want to commit suicide or something ridiculous, that is not a prophecy from God. I, I remember when I was a, a single man and I used to get, uh, I used to get these weird prophecies that I was going to marry certain people. Oh, the Lord said that she is your wife. And I noticed it always came from the people, it was all, it came from her. That's who it came from. <laughs> I remember one in particular, she came to me and said, the Lord gave me a word that we're supposed to get married. And it didn't bring edification, exhortation or comfort at all. So I knew it wasn't from the Lord. And then she had friends calling her Miss Alexander. I said, "Okay, this is this is borderline witchcraft. Okay, it did not bring any of those things. I had to get away from her quickly. And I got to tell you all this. We weren't even dating. But okay, let me, I I digress. Let's get back to the word. Verse four. He who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Notice he who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds himself up, enlarges himself, strengthens himself. He is increasing himself, establishing himself a foundation to stand firmly on. One translation of this word edifies is he who speaks in a tongue charges himself like a battery. How many of you know your cell phone dies and it needs to be charged? How many of you know that you live in this life and you experience Pain, heartache, disagreement, frustration, disobedience, wrath, all of the things we experience in this life. We need to be recharged. And praying in tongues will charge you like a battery. Glory to God. This week I knew I've been talking about, I was going to talk about this, and I started praying in tongues a whole lot more than I normally do. Now, what I want you to understand in praying in tongues, is this is something that you're doing by yourself, talking to God. I like to pray in tongues in the car. I'm talking to God. I'm by myself. I can pray in tongues under my breath. So can you. You can be doing everything you need to do and pray in tongues under your breath, talking to God, and more or equally important, charging yourself, recharging yourself. How many of you are like me when you get into the car, you have your phone and you automatically put your battery, the charger into your phone? How many of you do that like me? As soon as you get in the car, whether it's dead or not, you just plug it in at all times, right? This is how we should view praying in the spirit. Every time 
we charge our phone, I want you to think, I need to charge my spirit. Are you listening to me today? Every time you plug that phone in, think, let me pray in the spirit just a little bit because I want to charge my spirit because my spiritual battery can run down. You know, you are not always strong. Did you know that? You are not always strong. It is time for you to charge yourself to get stronger. And this verse tells you how to charge yourself. Pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. Now, some of you I sense by the spirit of God. Maybe they're online. Maybe you're not here. Maybe it's online. Maybe somebody's going to listen to this later this week. Some of you are saying, well, I don't. I don't have the gift of praying in tongues. Pastor, that sounds good. I wish I did. I don't have it. But it's interesting in Mark chapter 16. Let's go there real quick. Mark chapter 16. And let's look at verse. It won't be on the screen, but let's look at verse 15. Mark 16 and verse 15. This is Jesus departing. The last words he said to his disciples. He says, go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now watch this. And these signs will follow those who believe. Somebody say, I believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Well, I don't have the gift of speaking in tongues. Jesus said, if you're a believer, you can speak with new tongues. So do I believe Pookie who said, I don't have the gift? Or do I believe Jesus who says believers will speak with tongues? And then he says, verse 18, they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, somebody say, that's me. So Jesus is saying believers speak in tongues. Tongues is a language. Tongues is a language that only you and God know. And you will speak in tongues. I'm reminded the next part, it says that they will drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. One particular time I was in Thailand and we went on a missions trip. I encourage you, if you haven't been on a trip outside of the country, go. Spend the money and go here to change your life. And I went to Thailand and they offered us some food. And in the food, I saw bugs. I saw it. They were in the food. They were moving around. I could see all, I could see them moving. I said, Lord have mercy. I'm hungry. <laughs> but that food got all this bug and it would be disrespectful. It's not like America. Well, I ain't eating that and you tell them, get on out of there. We don't even like to do potlucks anymore because somebody might have a cat and the cat hair might be in the food. And so no potlucks. But But in Thailand, it's disrespectful. They're serving you food and the bugs and they had, you know, they were making them a plate. and they, They made me a plate. and I was like, oh, Lord. I said, Lord, your word said that if you can drink something deadly and it won't hurt, I can eat something and it won't hurt. I said, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> I spoke to them bugs. Bugs in my plate. Shrivel up and die and disappear. And I closed my eyes and I ate the food. 
One guy that was with me, he didn't eat the rest of the trip. He literally fasted the rest of the trip. <laughs> he was so grossed out. But I took this verse to heart that nothing deadly will happen to me. Well, guess what? I'm still here and I look pretty healthy, don't I? <laughs> nothing happened to me, glory to God. But Jesus said that believers will speak with new tongues. Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14. I want to show you something. He says here in verse 4, I want to go back to verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue charges up himself like a battery. He who speaks in tongues, verse 2 says, talks to God. Verse 4 says, edifies himself, builds himself up. Is it possible that you're always tired because your spirit is actually tired? So you're physically tired all the time because your spirit is tired and you need to edify your spirit by speaking in tongues, praying in the spirit, speaking in the Holy Ghost. Now, let's skip down real quick to verse 13. Let's take a look here. Verse 13, same chapter. He says, therefore, let him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret. To interpret means to unfold the meaning of what is being said. Let him pray that he may interpret. So you can be speaking in tongues and at the same time say, Lord, what am I saying? Now, in context, this verse is talking about the gift of tongues. And I want to describe the gift of tongues to you. And I'll talk about this a little bit later. Some people would say, well, I don't have the gift of tongues. And you might be correct. Because the gift of tongues is as the spirit leads. The gift of tongues is you're in assembly, such as an assembly we're in now, and you get up and you blurt something out in tongues. Or maybe I get up and I blurt something out in tongues, and then I look at y'all and y'all looking at me like, what in the world just took place? Nothing, none of this makes sense whatsoever. There's confusion in the house, right? The gift of tongues will also accompany the interpretation behind it. So either I would have to get up and declare something in tongues and, or either I interpret it and say, this is what the Lord is saying, or someone else will get up and interpret it. But it would be out of line and out of order if I were just to get up and say something up here in tongues and look at y'all and say something in tongues and y'all be like, what in the world is going on? Matter of fact, Paul even says it better in verse 23, in 1 Corinthians 14, 23. Look at it with me. He said, therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? Yeah, we're out of our mind because we're all speaking in tongues. Nobody knows what we're saying. Here's the indicator. And I, I sometimes when I if I get up and I speak in tongues from the platform, you'll hear me sometimes say I'm talking to God. Letting you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. I'm giving God praise. I'm giving God glory. I'm talking to him. But if I were to get up here and speak a message in tongues for 40 minutes, it would bring you no benefit and there would need to be an interpretation. Somebody say amen if it makes sense. Amen. Now watch this. So in verse 13, real quick, 1 Corinthians 14, 13, therefore let him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret and then look at verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. 
Paul is telling us here by the word of the Lord that when I pray in tongues, it is bypassing my understanding. As I am increasing in my most holy faith, building myself up, I am bypassing my mental facilities. And I am going from spirit to God's spirit, the Holy Spirit helping me. Spirit to spirit, bypassing understanding. And so Paul tells us here that if I pray in the tongue, watch this, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. It's okay when you're praying in the spirit and you're praying in tongues, you're in the car, you're at home, you're, 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 you know, you're sitting on your couch, wherever you might be in the bathroom, and you begin to pray in tongues, your spirit is praying, you are getting stronger, you are increasing, and you are bypassing your understanding. There was one particular time, this happened several years ago, I, I went to bed. And if you know me, I like to get in the bed, praise the Lord. When it's time to get in the bed, I like to get in the bed. By God's grace, I don't have any problem sleeping. I close my eyes and, and I go right to sleep. And so got in the bed this particular night. And the Lord woke me up. Matter of fact, because as soon as I went to sleep, I, I mean, I woke up. And the Lord, he said, get up and go pray. <sighs> I want to go pray. Right? I, just, I just put the covers up over me and and I want to do this. And the Lord has done this several times in my life. And if you, has he done it in your life as well? Get up and go pray. I didn't want to. And I heard, I heard him again. Get up and go pray. Now I don't even know what I'm praying about. But I heard, get up and go pray. So I get up. Stacey said, where are you going? I said, I heard the Lord say, get up and go pray. So I go down to my office. I don't even know what to pray. So what do you do when you don't know what to pray? You pray in tongues. Thank God for the ability to pray in tongues, to release from your spirit to the spirit of God, whatever it is that he understands, although my mind is unfruitful. And I can be honest with you, we never feel like praying in tongues. Let me speak for myself. I never feel like praying in the spirit, but I don't ever feel like doing a lot of stuff. I don't ever, I don't always feel like coming to church. I don't always feel like loving my wife. I don't always feel like hanging out with my children. Come on, somebody talk to me. I don't always feel these things. But I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by my emotions. I'm moved by what God's word says. And God's word spoke to me and said, go pray. So I go in my office and just like we had worship this morning, I, I begin to do what we did, begin to sing a little bit, and I begin to pray in the spirit. I had my Bible, read a couple of passages, begin to sing a little bit, begin to pray in tongues, read a couple of passages, begin to sing a little bit, begin to, it was two hours. Finally, I felt the release. And here's a release. When the Lord asks you to do this, I want to teach you something today. The release comes when you can laugh. And it's not a goofy, weird laugh. You're just like, ha, ah, ha. Ah. You know, it's just, I'm relaxed. I don't feel that burden anymore. And you just kind of smile and, and you just know, I got some things accomplished. And so I went to bed. I went to bed. I get in the bed. I wake up. I go work out that next morning. On the way from working out, a man runs head on into me. Completely totals my car. 
I, I was so angry. If you see pictures of me, you see my family. I was angry because I really liked Betsy. Betsy was a nice car. And Betsy was paid for, and I just got brand new tires. I'm thinking about the wrong things, right? I should be thinking about, God spared me, yeah. I'm thinking about Betsy. I remember my dad said, Betsy came through for you when you needed her the most because the air flags deployed and all that. I said, you're right. But I had this big old knot on my head and I'm, I'm upset, angry, and I get home, I'm mad. And, and, you know, I asked Stacy to come and I said, Stacy, come get me. And she said, what happens? I got in a car accident and it was worse. She started crying because it was worse than what she realized. And it was like, yeah, I didn't, because I was mad. I didn't realize how bad it was. Car was completely totaled. I get home and the Lord said, I had you praying last night because I knew the devil had this out in front of you. But he, what if the Lord said, you're going to get in a car accident tomorrow and uh, I need you to pray because you're going to get, what, what would you do the next day? Stay home. <laughs> right? But the Lord doesn't operate that way. Everything he operates is, is by faith. He doesn't always tell you everything that's going to happen. But he led me to pray and he told me, he said, I had you praying and that was only six hours before. I had you praying because I was using your prayers to protect you against the onslaught of the enemy. How many know it's important to pray in tongues? It's vitally important to build yourself up and know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's look at verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So what does that mean? He says, well, here's the conclusion in verse 15. I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. So he's saying, I'm going to do both. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. And so notice here four times in this verse, Paul says, I will. So it is a matter of his will. This is what I will do. He didn't say the Holy Ghost is going to come on you and I will make you do these things. And this is the issue with praying the Spirit. People feel like the Holy Ghost is just going to jump on them and they're going to be saying things they don't want to say and doing things they want to do. And one day you're going to be walking around Walmart and Target and all of a sudden you're going to be catch that. That ain't never happened to me. Not one time has that happened to me walking around Walmart and I, I was overtaken and tongues just blurted out and, and I, da, 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 that, that, that never, not one time because it's by my will. And this is why some people don't pray in tongues because they will not to. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord to, no, no, you are willing not to pray. Because it's real simple. Jesus said all believers will speak with new tongues. And people get this mixed up. I'll say it again. They get it mixed up with the gift of tongues. And this is why I don't call the gift of tongues praying in tongues. Because they're two separate things. There is a gift of tongues that you may not possess. But praying in tongues is a weapon that you have in your arsenal to edify yourself and to defend yourself against the enemy. Come on, somebody say amen. And so he's saying here, I will pray in the spirit. But guess what? I'm going to also pray with my understanding. I'm going to do both. Then he says, I will sing in the spirit. And have you, you need to get to a place in your time with the Lord that you'll begin to just spend time with him and just start singing. And then I'll talk about this later on. But then you'll get to this place if you yield your members to God. 
that you'll begin to sing in tongues. And you'll begin to hear a song that you ain't never heard before coming out of your mouth and your mind's unfruitful. And so I'd be listening to, I'd be like, well, what's coming out of my, ooh, that's a, maybe I should get a pen and pad and write this down. That's a song in the spirit. You should be creating songs. Maybe they're not top selling songs, but they're just songs that the Lord has you create. You sing to him. Amen. He's, this is an act of the will. I will. God has given you a means whereby your spirit can pray apart from your understanding. Understanding doesn't have anything to do with praying in the spirit. Understanding has nothing to do with it. You are praying in the spirit and bypassing your understanding. And maybe God will show you later what you were saying and doing, or maybe not. Maybe you have to tap into your most holy faith. And simply just trust God that I am not wasting time here. I am not senile or out of my mind. I am praying in the Holy Spirit. There have been times I have heard, I haven't experienced it, but I've heard of times where people will go to another country. They don't know the language. And they'll begin to talk to people and they'll get an unction, just just say something in in tongues. And they'll say something in tongues and then they're communicating with that, that person would understand what they're saying. There are times I've known people that said that has, that has happened to them because it's simply a language. Now, it is a heavenly language, but God can use it to be a language that can communicate with somebody. You best believe God can do it. If you stranded somewhere in Burma or, you know, some dictator country, China, Bless God, you know, we love the people of China, but you over there and they don't believe that you should be saved and you stuck. I need somebody to know what I'm saying to get me to the airport to get me back on home, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God has given us a supernatural means by which we can communicate to him and it's called praying in the spirit. Now go to Acts chapter 2. And uh, meet me at verse 4. I'll give you a little background here in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. In this passage, we find here, this is when the Holy Spirit fell upon the 120 in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And they began to pray in the Spirit of God. And we see here, he says, and they were all filled in verse 4, with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do me a favor, read this verse with me. Ready? Read. And they were all filled with what? Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, now I want you to notice something here. The Spirit of God came upon them. All of them had an individual experience with God here. All of them. This wasn't just corporate. It was individual. They all were filled with the Spirit of God. And they began to speak as the Spirit gave them others. Now understand tongues means languages. And when they begin to speak, they begin to use their tongue to make sounds and syllables. 
sounds and syllables. But the Holy Spirit utilized their sound and syllables and gave them utterance. And utterance is pronunciation. Now, I want you to hear me clearly. He began to give them expression. So they yielded their mouth. When the, when the Spirit of God came upon them, they yielded their mouth and created syllables and sounds. And the Holy Spirit utilized those syllables and sounds and gave them language and pronunciation and speech and expression. And so the miracle here is not simply in the speaking. In verse 8, it says all the people knew what they were saying. The miracle is found in the hearing. God calls what they were saying to be heard differently and intelligently. So there was miracle speaking and miracle healing taking place when they began to speak in tongues. But notice this first. Notice that they had to open up their mouth to speak. And then the Spirit of God gave them the utterance of what to say. You never speak fluently the first time. <laughs> I'm just talking English. If English is your primary language, I look at all of my children. Uh, I remember Zaven, for instance, he's on the drums today. Uh, the first words that he used to say was, hey. He was four months. He was like, hey, hey. He would say all the time, hey, hey. And that brought so much joy to my heart because he started to speak. He started to sound like daddy. Then he would say, his next words were, dada, dada. Da 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 da. Oh, I'm so excited! And then it was da 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 da. And then say da da. Well, that's the only thing he could say. You know, he, you know, it's easier to say da da than mama. No, he wants daddy. Da 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 da. And I would get really, really excited. And then Zai, he started saying Zai, and he he would say the Zai like that. Zai. He was real high pitched right. Zai. And he would see Zai across the room. He was about seven or eight months. Zai! And we would just get so excited. He's talking. He's sounding like us. And although he couldn't say a lot of stuff, it brought great joy every time he tried to. And I believe our Heavenly Father feels the same way about us. Every time we try to speak in tongues, Every time we, we, we release our pride and we begin to say, Lord, I want what you have for me. And we begin to get uncomfortable and we get, begin to say syllables and sounds that sound unintelligent. But I believe God's in heaven just smiling, saying my children are trying to speak my language. I believe he's like, look at them. They're trying. Look at them. They're desiring to talk with me in a heavenly language. They're releasing their pride. They're getting out of their comfort zone and they're trying. And once you begin to try, and if you have the patience and the stamina to continue, 
what you start off as just speaking syllables and sounds will turn into utterance, expression, and speech. And next thing you know, you have been caught up. I like to call it in a gusha. I don't know why I call it that, but just a gusha, a river, a river of just flowing of I'm speaking in tongues. I'm praying. And it might take a minute or two. It might take four or five, but you just keep going. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. This sounds stupid. Ba, ba, ba. This is ignorant. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba. The first time I began to pray in the spirit, I was going to a church. It was a fairly large church. And the pastor's wife was talking. And I was somewhere in the back. And she began to say, attempt to pray in the spirit. God's not going to take over your mouth. You're going to have to attempt. And you're going to have to start. And the Lord spoke this to me. Start in the flesh and end up in the supernatural. You got to start somewhere. God doesn't push you to do anything. And she said, you're going to have to attempt. And she was on the mic talking about attempting. And she said, I want you to go home. And I want you to get in your quiet place. I want you to attempt to pray in tongues. And I did. I said, you know, I'm doing this. I'm going home. I said, Lord, I see it in the word. This is of you. I shut my bedroom door. I was living with some roommates at the time, and uh, I, didn't want them, I didn't want them to hear nothing was going on. I was living with two other guys. And I was like, I don't want to hear what's going on in my bedroom. Shut the door. And I just said, Lord, this is of you. I see it. Father, fill me with the spirit of God. Baptize me by fire. Give me a heavenly language that only you and I can communicate. I want it. And too often we're waiting on God to do something. God is waiting on us. Let me say that again because I, you need to hear it. Too often we're waiting on God to do something and God is waiting on you. Somebody else needs to hear this because this is in every area of your life. Too often you're waiting on God to do something, but God's waiting on you. And I begin to say, ba, 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 ba. And as I begin to say that, I just sensed in my heart the Spirit of God saying, ba, ka, ba, ka, ba, ka, ba, ka, ba, ka. And then I just can't say it, ba, ka, ba, ka, ba, ka, ba, ka, sta. Bakasta, Bakasta, Bakasta. And next thing I know, I was whatever was coming into my spirit was I was allowing it to come out of my mouth and the glory of the Lord filled my bedroom and I began to pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. I want to do the same thing that this pastor did as well. I want you to go home and I want you to get into a place by yourself and say, I see it in the word. I see that I can charge myself and build up myself and edify myself and enlarge myself and strengthen myself like I charge my iPhone. I could do the same thing and I could pray and I could see that God is enlarging me on the inside and and there's a language that I'm speaking directly to him. I'm only talking to him and divine secrets are being communicated and he's telling me things that no one else knows. There have been times I've been places, even to this day, people call me, 
to this day, and uh, especially because you guys know I came from a business arena, and they have these business deals. What should I do in this business deal? How should I handle this deal? I'm not even in that business anymore. I still get calls. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know the answers to this, but because of praying in the spirit, the Lord will give me the answer right then. This is what you, these are the questions you should ask about this. How do you know that? I don't. Spending time praying in the spirit, spending time praying in tongues. The Lord then downloaded to me what I needed to know at that moment. And now people have the answers that they've been looking for. Where did it come from? Praying in the spirit. Where did the boldness come from? My most holy faith was increased because I prayed in the spirit. And help me out here, Kirk. I want to give you an opportunity here because this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.